What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. My goal is to help you to stay spiritually fed through your relationship and communion with Christ, even if you got to stop by the drive-thru. My name is Terrence Moore at Rhythm and Redemption on Instagram. And today, what's on the menu? Reverence over revelation. You know, one of the harder parts of being a Christian or, you know, honestly, if we being real, just being a human being is the aspect of having to do life without any idea of how the future will turn out. Then on top of that, we have to be able to make decisions and be wise and plan for the future without rarely knowing uh, what's going to come next or even having control over what happens once we get there. You know, and what we get from church oftentimes to that is just to, you know, pray or let it go and um, and that can just feel very unsatisfying. So even in like the most ideal scenario, if you're able to just pray about it and not worry about it, there's still this space and what to do in the meantime. So to that end, I bring us to the book of Revelation to get some insight on how to go and how to yeah abide in that time. Now, let me put out a disclaimer. I do not have many answers for how to make that space more comfortable for me to make it non-existent there's no shortcut in how to accelerate and get quicker answers to your prayers i I can't do that for you what i can do and what i'm going to do with this episode is to offer some insight on how to have more peace in that space my main point for today is that your reference of god will give you peace as you wait for revelation from god And so as we get ready to go to the book of Revelation, I want to give a little bit of context. The book of Revelation is written by John as he details these series of visions that God has given him. Now, to understand this a little bit more, this is at the end. It's the last book of the Bible. We already have the context, the historical context of how creation and all the different kings and kingdoms have played out and just all the different stories. We know how that's gone. The gospel. The gospel has happened and so churches have been started and are founded and are expanding. The world is changing by the gospel. Churches have gone out and they've had impact and they've also made mistakes. And so Revelation is giving a foretelling of like how everything is going to end up at the very end and does that in very symbolic nature through a series of visions that John has gotten. It's a very mysterious book and to be honest, I don't understand all of it but to just put that within perspective of what that comes after, that's how you can look at Revelation for um, at least all intents and purposes for this episode. Now, this word reverence, to provide some context for that uh, when I'm talking about reverence reverence is this concept based on this sense of awe, this sense of respect, this kind of longing for and consuming wonder that puts God within the right perspective um, and puts him in the right perspective uh, for you mentally and also leads you um, through the right path through your actions. Um, It's almost interchangeable with this phrase or term, the fear of God. And so to have a proper reverence of God is to have this proper view that really puts him in his place um, so that you have a sense of fear or a sense of uh, consummation, a sense of wonder, a sense of respect when you think about him. And so having a proper reverence of God is going to be key as we as we look at um, or is going to be central as we look at the 
the points that we have for this episode. And so um, going into Revelation 1, I'm going to go ahead and read. We're starting at verse 4 and going all the way through verse 8. This reads, John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who were before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of kings on earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and father, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Amen. So I read this part because going on just the theme of today's episode, before God reveals a single thing to John and before John brings those things to his, to the churches in his letter letters, it's important for him to reorient himself and reorient the church to the timeless and sovereign and preeminent Lord God Almighty. He's like, all right, before I even tell y'all anything about what's about to happen, y'all need to know who we're dealing with. And you need to be able to put him in proper respect, proper reverence. And y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. And so bringing that to what we're talking about today, for you, we can't value revelation, meaning new insight. We can't value that over reverence meaning proper view and fear of God and going back to our main point your reverence of God having that proper view and fear of him will give you peace even as you wait for revelation or in new insight from him and so a few truths from this uh, passage that will help us to do just that are going to be as uh, follows the first one is that proper reverence sustains us in view that God is alpha and omega And so within uh, this part of the passage in verse eight, it says, I am the alpha and the omega who says the Lord God who is and who was and who is to come the almighty. And so it's established in this point is that God is not only the almighty, the one with all the power, but he was there at the beginning, knowing um, how everything started. And he's going to be there at the end. He's going to know how everything he has the knowledge of how it all will end. But not only that, he's not only just knowing these things. But it doesn't it says he is these things. He is the Alpha and Omega. And so think of it this way. You cannot come into any account of how things began or how things will end apart from God. So this is about us understanding that whatever it is that we're seeking, whatever type of insight, not only understanding that God knows it and knows how it's going to come about, but it's also understanding that God is a pivotal and fundamental piece of those things. He is the Alpha and Omega. Everything that has come into being came because of him. Everything that has an ending will have him as a central part of that. And that is something that should um, that is something that as we put God within his proper place, um, should give us peace. Because there's nothing that's going to come up and sneak up on God and surprise him. There's nothing that's going to come up within our lives that he doesn't already know about. He's already worked out how it's going to go to his glory and our good. And so having proper reverence that God is is the Alpha and the Omega. Second point. Proper reverence sustains us in the view that God has loved us and he has freed us. And so in verse Five, at the end of verse five, it says to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. Again, this is not only knowing God 
is in position in a position of power but knowing what he did with that power with his power he has chosen to love us immeasurably and to free us limitlessly and to do that with the irrevocable power of the blood of his own son and so there is no other circumstance or condition that can ever buy back who and what he bought through his blood and those things mainly was uh that he purchased was us being his possession us being loved without any type of um cap to that and us being free with um freedom that freedom that we can never attain on our own and so as we think about the things that we need and are seeking god for in terms of new insights and revelation and just understanding being able to know that um know that god within all his powers still and and primarily chose to love us and set us free that's something that should give us peace that's something that should let us know that whatever it is that comes next within our circumstance isn't going to reverse those two primary um, needs of love and of freedom those are the things that we all need as human beings we need to feel as if we're loved and we need to feel as if we're free we're free from any type of constraints free from the demands and the snares of this world free from an enemy and knowing that god has won the victory and has bought that through his own blood that's something that can give us peace and that's something that should let us know that whatever comes next whether we know it or not is going to be um within line of his love and um, our freedom and his glory the third point proper reverence sustains us in the view that he's coming back to get an account and so in verse 7 it says behold he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him and those even those who pierced him and all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him even so amen and so these clouds that they're talking about, these are clouds of glory. These just aren't the ones in the sky that produce rain. No, 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 no. These are the clouds that are coming and are going to be seen uh, with his glory as he's coming to get an account from every creature, every person, every eye. The scripture says we'll see him and we'll have to be uh, we'll have to give an account of that. And that should be sobering. That should be sobering for the believer, for the non-believer. Anybody on earth who has anything that they've, um, anything that Jesus might uh, look at, which is everybody, um, we're going to have to give an account. And knowing that, that should sober us. That should, again, put this fear of God in us uh, to where we have a proper reverence that's restored and a reverence that really guides our view of him. Um, And I mean, I think when you think about the things that we're often seeking insight on and seeking new perspectives on and seeking clarity on, It's the type of things that are, it's the type of things that, you know, we're looking for to be restored. And so different injustices and wrongs that have happened in our lives that we're looking for God to, to speak to and to make right. And so the fact that God has already taken care of that is like, I don't worry about that. Like these, any, everybody's going to have to give an account to me. That's something that should provide peace. And that's something that should also sober us up into knowing that like our Lord God, who's God almighty is going to demand an account. And so, again, I think like it's a very difficult place, you know, just being real, like different being it's a difficult place knowing that we don't know what's ahead. We don't know what. Yeah, we don't know how our decisions are actually going to work or not work. And we most of the time don't have control over it once it does happen. Um, And I think just as you're in that place, I think there's a there's an opportunity for his reverence, for your reverence of God to be more important than the revelation he might give. And so 
Um, to give you a few to-go plates as we end this episode, um, a couple of things for you to think about. Let me put it this way. You have things that you want God to speak to. In the midst of that, verbally and prayerfully, in faith, ask God that his delight be the central and most important aspect of whatever comes next. Your reverence of him, your delight in him, your view of God, let that be more important even than the things that you're waiting for God to speak to. Think about how that can be made happen and, and verbally, and as I mentioned, verbally and prayerfully, send that up to God. Second item on your to-go plate. The second thing is to meditate in confidence that whatever revelation you're seeking from God, um, whatever it is that he will show you, make know that that is just as much um, about Jesus than it is about you or about your actual circumstance. Know that you're going to grow and learn and then, yeah, and learn and discover more about your Savior, even than you do discover about yourself and discover about your situation, your circumstance. Make that your prayer. Make that something that you think about and, and that gradually displaces the worry and the intrigue or whatever else might come with um, the not knowing of our, of our future. So thank y'all for riding with me up to this episode. Uh, I'm going to pray real quick. Uh, Lord, thank you, O God, for just being um, such a good friend, O Lord, for never leaving us, O God, for (laughs) even within our questioning and our seeking of new insights, O Lord, we can find that you are, um, yeah, God, you are good and that you are still to be praised, O God. Please restore in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirit a proper fear of you, a proper reverence of you, O Lord. Help us to... Um, defer to that even when we can't lean on our own understanding we love you lord we thank you it's in jesus name we pray amen all right y'all appreciate you for listening don't forget to subscribe like rate review and share of course you can find all things on my social media at rhythm and redemption and until next time stay fed if i must work go